if your kiddo is a little bit pickier or a super taster, uh, they are still able to get that really clean nutrition in a way that uh, they might not be able to otherwise. Welcome to The Art of Fatherhood, a podcast that takes you on the journey of fatherhood. Now here's your host, Art Eddie. What's going on, everyone? Art Eddie here for another edition of The Art of Fatherhood podcast. I'm very happy to have this lady on. We're going to be talking about her company that she set up. It's great for babies and to- well, toddlers and people trying to get their prebiotics. We're going we're gonna to talk about a bunch of great things, but thanks Madeline Lau for taking the time to chat with me. How are you doing? Hey there. So excited to be here. Appreciate first and foremost, you coming on and talk to me and my audience about just how we as parents can make sure our kids are getting the best health they possibly can. We always, you know, make sure that they have the, the right clothes, the right food, all that good stuff. But sometimes that kind of goes the wayside because we have busy schedules. So you guys created Begin Health. It's growing up prebiotics, not probiotics, but prebiotics. We're going to talk about the difference in a second, but talk yes. a little bit about how your company looks to help a kid's immune system and also digestive health and also why you uh, started up the company. Absolutely. So, uh, you know, first of all, great work that you're doing here. And I think that it's just so important that, as you mentioned, parents are so engaged now more than ever before, uh, whether it is in their education and looking at, you know, how their kids are getting schooled, um, just, you know, between the pandemic and now things are changing there. And I think another area that parents are starting to really take a look at is their kids' health and how important that is. I think the stat is Uh, Between now, I think, and 2035, half of American kids will have a chronic illness. And it's just like mind boggling, right? Um, And so for me, you know, I'm incredibly passionate about health in general. I believe health is our first freedom. And if we are not healthy, we are not, uh, we are unwell, we are mentally, you know, also ill as a population, right? And that's a problem. It's a national security risk. And it's also just, um, we are not making the cor- the correct investments for the next generation. So this all goes to say, why why do I care about this? I come from rural Illinois. I grew up in the cornfields. Uh, you know, I actually personally grew up eating rice and beans. Uh, just I am a uh, half Hispanic, and you know, we were just eat- that was just like you ate at home, right? Um, and so, but you start looking around, and now even you'll land in an airport and especially in Chicago and you'll just see like the devastation of just obesity and what people are putting in their carts at the grocery store, what they're consuming, what is in school lunches. And it's like, that is not a better future. Right. Um, and we know that these health challenges or what our nutrition ultimately leads to health challenges uh, that re- have resulted into enormous healthcare costs in this country. And so my whole thesis is, why don't we start from the beginning? Um, And that is why I started a kid's health company, because as adults, we can make choices, we can uh, have that autonomy and, but kids don't. And so how can we start with a fresh, you know, blank slate from the beginning? And we believe that that help does start in the gut microbiome from the earliest of ages. So that was really the genesis of Begin Health and why I founded it. 
love the passion. And again, I appreciate, I know parents will appreciate the work that you guys are doing. So thank you for setting this company up and looking forward to the future. You know, we always say we want to leave this world in a better place for our kids, but it's great that we can do that. But if they're not, like you said, like that was alarming about that, the percentage of kids that could have a chronic disease and like, or chronic illness, like that's not great. And you mentioned school lunches. I remember walking past, like we were at a school event for some different district or whatever. And I remember seeing like on the, (laughs) on the uh, lunchroom cafeteria, it's like, awarded the bronze uh, level of food. I'm like, when would you ever, wouldn't you want the gold standard of food to your kids? So again, you mentioned that I'm like, yeah, like we, we try, you know, to make sure that they're eating right. But, you know, they're going to pick up things. And we all admit parents would be like, all right, if it's quick and easy, we got, you know, sports day, we've got soccer, we've got, you know, dance class, we've got all these things. It was like, we'll just stop through the drive through right? So there are times that we might kind of cheat the system, so to speak. But one of the best things that I that you guys have in your products is that it's tasteless and it's textureless. Yeah. You're doing your research on that. <laughs> one, okay, yeah, the taste thing, sure. Textureless is where you have me, and I think all the parents should know that that's a winner because you know, especially as a toddler, the communication skills may not be that great, but you're trying to tell them like, no, take this. It's going to be better for you. And if there's a weird texture, they're not going to taste it. So talk about the research and why, thank God. You yeah. Did but you guys yes, made it textureless sure. too. <laughs> so look, I'm going to start off by saying that there is no bigger proponent than me that we should be getting our nutrition from food. And now more than ever, I think, you know, we've made the sacrifice for too long of short-term benefits at the expense of long-term health. Like you said, the drive-through after soccer practice, the, you know, putting something in a school lunchbox that if you start looking at those labels, like I think parents are finally saying, Hey, this is not okay. And they are making trade-offs that are better, that are cleaner, they're more natural and those kind of things. So that is a positive momentum and positive direction. Specifically for the product that we launched growing up prebiotics, the real idea behind it was that there is a massive fiber gap in kids. And we know that fiber is beneficial for the gut microbiome development and honestly for softer stooling and improved regularity. And what we found out and I, I could tell you this story of the, just like how we even derived, like arrived at this idea. But um, ultimately what we found through a lot of research was that uh, parents weren't wanting to talk about it, but their kids were struggling to poop. And it was like, what is going on? Uh, how are kids struggling to do the thing that, you know, humankind has done for, you know, since it's, you know, inception, right? And so like, how is that a problem? And it turned out that the solutions that were available uh, are over-the-counter laxatives that are only approved by the FDA for people over the age of 17. So it's not even approved for kids under the age of 17. And it's not even approved for anyone, including adults, for over seven days of use. And what's happening is these kids are on these laxatives for years, like we're talking like since six months old to seven years old. And that is a daily laxative that is just, you know, stripping the gut microbiome. It's just, you know, pushing everything, washing everything out. And it's not really solving the underlying issue. And so the way that we thought about this was like, what can we create that will help with softer stooling and improve regularity while developing and nourishing the gut microbiome? So it's twofold. 
And uh, ultimately, that was how we came up with growing up prebiotics. It delivers three grams of fiber in every serving. For kids age one through four, you take one serving a day. If you're four and up, you take two. So that's six grams of fiber. So it really does start to you know, add to their, um, to that daily uh, value that they're looking to hit. Um, And a lot of parents are struggling to get their kiddos to eat their vegetables and fruits. And so what this does is it does help incorporate it in a way that if your kiddo is a little bit pickier or super taster, uh, they are still able to get that really clean nutrition in a way that uh, they might not be able to otherwise. Madeline, that's awesome. And the fact that like, again, like, we all know kids are picky eaters. There's that stage where they just want chicken nuggets, hot dogs or something. along Yeah. Those lines, right. So that's great. Another thing you have too, and especially just with the pandemic, we're, you know, just the way that people have been looking at their own health and all that. And you're, you know, growing up prebiotics has HMO. It's an immune nourishing support like system as well. So talk about yeah. that benefit. Cause again, yes. that's a fiber, but you got the HMO in there as well. Yes, right? absolutely. So if HMO to me is like one of the coolest Uh, I guess, innovations that have come in the last almost like 10 or so years. So human milk oligosaccharides, they are the prebiotics found in human breast milk. And so human breast milk is known to carry like almost like a hundred or more prebiotics uh, that are these human milk oligosaccharides. And every person or, you know, um, I guess, mom produces a different ratio of these prebiotics depending on who they are. What the prebiotics do, they're the nourishment for the living probiotics. So that's just the the quick uh, difference. So prebiotics think of as the food for the probiotics, which are the living bacteria that do already exist within us and also are transferred to us uh, through a vaginal birth, uh, but also that we can get from fermented foods like yogurt, kefir, uh, and other uh, fermented sources. I love kefir for kids. It's in yogurt, as I mentioned, um, and, you know, fermented vegetables and that kind of thing. Sometimes it's trickier to get kiddos to eat those fermented vegetables. But uh, so it's really a nourishment for them. And so what we loved about the 2FL human milk oligosaccharides, it does have the identical molecular structure as the most abundant prebiotic found in human breast milk. Uh, And so now we're able, that was the innovation that allowed a lot of the infant formulas to be closer to breastfed infants. And so the HMOs have traditionally been included. That was where they were, they got their start in the infant formulas. Now what we're doing as a company is we're seeing a lot of promising research coming out for human milk oligosaccharides beyond the breastfeeding years, we call it. And we're really excited that we were able to essentially include this in our formulation for kiddos um, that can still get that benefit, even though they're no longer on infant formula or breastfeeding. Right. Yeah. And again, thank you for adding that supplement and nutrient as well in your products. So you, you mentioned yogurt. Our family's big on yogurt and we appreciate the benefits from that. But with obviously you are well-versed in this um, this area and you want to make sure that people are living a healthier lifestyle from your experience, from, you know, families and, you know, the, the, the people you've interacted with, what are some of the ways that families can live a healthy lifestyle? I know everything is good in moderation. Like, like I said earlier, like if you're going out of uh, done with soccer practice, you might go through the drive-through once in a, in a de- de- decent amount of time, like once a week. Okay. Or like twice, I mean, once every two weeks, it's cool, whatever. 
But from your experience, just being in this field, how have you seen that people kind of make that routine to live healthier lifestyles? Yeah, absolutely. It's that's the key word there is routine and becoming making it become a lifestyle choice, whether rather than, you know, like this is a almost like a diet, right? Where it's like where it feels hard, it feels uh, you know, like you're being deprived of something. And so the first and foremost uh one that I am just so serious about now is removing seed oils from our diets and every possible way that you can. And we say, like, we just say no. And you being very just strict about that, like, does this have corn oil, soy oil, canola oil, palm oil, or any of those other negative oils? Those are the seed oils that you really want to stay away from. And instead, opting for butter, coconut oil, extra virgin olive oil, ghee, like those are true trade-offs that are like something that you can easy, simple, removing that, looking at the back of a package. If you're at Costco, and I've been very, you know, on the fence with Costco lately, because if you do look at some of their snacks, it's like this was a clean snack other than the fact that it has sunflower oil in it. Mm Like, why do they have to include sunflower oil? And so just being so just strict about the seed oils because you can get good stuff without it. So for example, you mentioned chicken nuggets. Kids love chicken nuggets. In fact, I love chicken nuggets, okay? (laughs) (laughs) But you know what? There's a difference between doing chicken nuggets from a frozen bag that has 10,000 ingredients, including all these oils, and saying, you know what? Grabbing a pack of thighs, cutting them up, and dunking them in a little, you know, egg yolk and a couple some seasoning and baking them, you know, yeah. so your kids can still have the, the good stuff, uh, but you have to remove it. And so I think it's all about not depriving them, but still doing the things that are exciting for kids, but in healthier ways. So the second part is, uh, I would say, so the removing seed oils, number one, number two is getting them involved in the process. So again, not depriving them but saying, Hey, let's make nuggets tonight and demonstrating that you can have fun and they're not missing out. Uh, Another one I love to make that I recently learned was how to make ice cream, make it at home, right? Put the cream, put the the milk and do the egg yolks um, and a little bit of honey or something like that doesn't have any of those negative ingredients. And now your kids are having fun and it's part of the lifestyle. So that's a second, you know, key important thing. And then three is like being, you have to be prepared in a way that like we maybe didn't care so much about before, but like, if you are going to have a soccer game or what have you like pre-pack your snacks, uh, the way that I travel a lot for work and like, it's, you can't have snacks at the airport. You don't want to eat airport food. So what do you do? You have to cut up an apple and have a little nuts you know, and that's a healthier snack for me to eat when I'm traveling. Uh, And a family can do that too, whether it's soccer practice or, uh, you know, um, what have you. So uh, those are, I would say, three of my main uh, recommendations for families. I love it. And and so the seed oil is, is so I, 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 again, I appreciate that because I really didn't know that. So thanks for the knowledge on that. And I know like my audience will appreciate that, but yeah, being prepared, 
you know, it, you you mentioned the airport. My family and I, we went from we traveled to L.A. for a vacation over the summer, and I remember us eating at the airport. We weren't prepared, right? And like, I just remember like sitting on the plane. And I'm like, I feel awful. <laughs> so yeah. it's just the idea yeah. of like you. It's like like why did I eat that? If you after a meal, if you say why did I eat that, there's there's like yeah. all right, you should probably bell should go up. I'm like, let's not do this again, right? <laughs> and that's so important to teach kids from early ages of like. How do you feel after what you just put inside your body, right? And oftentimes, like, you know, you do feel kind of crappy or sluggish or your mood changes. And it's like, I really didn't need to do that. And, uh, you know, I, I we always say it's a learning opportunity because next time we won't do the same, we won't make that same, I guess, mistake, right? We won't make that same choice. And Madeline too, like, I think you're spot on with, getting your kids involved you at an early age, teach them how to cook, teach them how to cook right and healthy. And just having those communication with them where like you have those conversations, like you go to like, you know, through a drive, like, how are you feeling? Eh, not so good. Like maybe we should try something else or maybe we should bring our own food. Right. And so let's yeah. make something for the next, like if, if let's just say it's a Monday night. Hey, remember how we felt last week? Why don't we make something? What do you want to bring in, you know, our lunch bag or something or our meal bag for after practice? And they're like, all right, cool. Let's do something. So you are so spot on. You involve your kids in making that meal. They'll be like, I'd say 75% more uh, wanting to eat it. So a percent to like wanting to eat it. Right. So I love that. Yeah, exactly. So, and you know, kids want to be part of the process. And if you make it fun and novel, you know, uh, they will participate. No doubt. So besides uh, growing up prebiotics, you guys also have some products on your website. If people go to beginhealth.com, of course, we're going to put up links here at fatherhood.net. But talk about some of the yeah. other products because you guys kind of think about not just uh, the prebiotics, but you have all, also other great uh, items that people can pick up at your website, right? Yeah. So I would say this is the main thing is that using our stool, it's the biomarker that we get to be in touch with every single day. And I know it's kind of weird to talk about, but, you know, talking about poop with kids is a really key thing because kids are smart. They know from the beginning, like they're before they can even communicate that they model their behavior off of what they see, right? That's how kids learn to speak. They see people speak. Well, what is the thing they don't see people do in private? It's going to the bathroom, right? So from an early age, psychologically, they already begin to see uh, through just their own picking up through, um, you know, their worldview is that that is something that is a shameful or something that is not seen is, you know, it's not talked about. And believe it or not, they pick up those cues. And so that is one of the the key behaviors that kids may start to do is that they will hide when they go poop, for example. They'll go sit in the corner and hope nobody sees them because they know that it's not something they, they think they should be doing, right? And so one of the things that starts to happen is they might start to withhold it. Um, and that can create constipation. The other challenge is, again, kids are smart. If they have a series or a painful poopy, what we call them, they are smart. That's what they're not going to do is they're not going to try to poop again. So they will also withhold because they don't want to experience pain. And so I think that one of the things that just we like to communicate with parents is like using poop as a barometer of your overall kid's health. 
uh, as one is just like what we like to use the Bristol stool chart. How is your kid's poop, you know, against that chart? Is it too loose of stooling? Is it too hard of stooling? And how can we get it to a place where it's really just like that four or the five, that medium range, it's soft, it's, uh, you know, it's, it's intact and that kind of thing. So beyond just the stool is stool testing. And so that brings us to the question of what else is on our site. We do offer stool testing through our partner, Tiny Health. And stool testing is a really cool, unique opportunity to start to understand what is the gut microbiome composition of yourself, your little one, your baby, what have you. And a lot of times that, you know, doctors may be like, you know, there's nothing wrong because generally like 90, if kids are struggling to poop, like 99.9% of the kids, I do not have a structural problem, right? It's actually just probably just diet related and, or maybe something else related to the gut microbiome. And so we do encourage stool testing. Uh, so it's a little, we call it the kiddo poop kit and you can order that on our website and that can really give you a readout of maybe some of the bacteria that might, might be in your little one's gut that maybe doesn't belong there or, Hey, there's not enough of the positive bacteria. Here are strategies to boosting up the positive bacteria. And here are some strategies or tips or action items to decrease the bad bacteria. So actually I did this test about a year ago, I'm obsessed with poop. So I test all the time, <laughs> but uh, you know, I had a really high level of E. coli mm -hmm. and you know, that's, that can be kind of detrimental. And so it was like, what are the actionable steps that I took to actually decrease the E. coli? And after a year, um, it actually was gone. And that was just through nutritional intervention. So anyway, that, that is another um, opportunity. So yeah, we, on our beginhealth.com is our website and we offer our 28 pack, our family size. So families that parents want to be involved. And uh, we know a lot of adults, including myself that take vegan growing up prebiotics in their coffee every single morning for award winning bowel movements, I can assure you. Uh, but also if you do want to do testing and dig a little bit deeper under the hood, you can uh, look at our poop testing kit for you and your family. You just answered my other question about like, can adults take it just so with, you know, sometimes if your kids see the, you know, you taking it like, oh, mom's taking it, dad's taking it. All right, cool. I, I can take it. Another thing I, I want to go um, talk about is what you mentioned about having kids not be ashamed of going to the bathroom and also knowing what their health makeup is. Right. In this, I'm going to be stereotypical. I'm going to be maybe a little sexist. For us guys, it takes us a while to go to the doctors, go for a physical, all that stuff, right? I had an issue with my appendix bursting. And now I'm like every year I go to the uh, doctors for a physical, right? We need to kind of teach our kids that, yeah, you know, every year you go in for a physical before school starts, all that. But once they get out, are they going to continue going to the doctors? Are they going to continue to know about their health? And if you start at an early age saying, hey, it's okay to like, it's a good thing. It, it's beneficial for you to see like, all right, this is me. I'm totally different. You know, I, my parents say I'm unique, but inside and outside I'm unique. And so, you know, I got to make sure that I'm taking care of myself and knowing what my body is all about. So that I, to me, just, just hearing you say that just opened up an idea of like, we need to be like cool telling our kids like, Hey, know who you are. And so you can take that information to the doctor and be open and be like, yeah, the past couple of months, I, you know, I've been having issues going to the bathroom. What would you suggest to the doctor? So I think sometimes we gloss over that. And the, the idea of not having that conversation with our kids 
about going to the bathroom and how do you feel and what what do you think could do better is something that we get we glaze over. So thank you very much for bringing it up because I think that yeah, is important. I'm great. I'm so glad you brought that topic up because I just want to mention one quick thing. And I think that's so important for our brand and just for our message is essentially bringing this concept of independent, uh, like independent wealth. You know, you've probably heard of that in finance uh, and bringing that to health and saying independent health right? Taking personal responsibility in our health is more important now than ever, because frankly, you might go to a physical, you know, yearly and your doctor might just say, check, check, check. Oh yeah. Your blood pressure is this, that, and whatever you're good. Well, the truth is actually, you might not be good. You actually need to look deeper under the hood and you have to take your own health into your own, basically matters into your own hands. And so I think that concept of personal responsibility and health is so important to teach from a young and early age. Yes, listen to your body, listen to how your bowel movements are. What is, how, how do you feel on a daily basis? You know, and what are the tools within your reach that can impact that, right? And so, and I believe that nutrition is one of the biggest ones. No doubt. Great points. Yeah. Especially raising two daughters, wife and I try and teach them to be like, you have to be your own personal advocate. Of course, we're going to be in your corner, but we're not always going to be there for you because go off to college, yeah. all everything, be on your own. But like, you need to be your own personal advocate. And part of that is making sure you're on top of everything, you know, when it comes to your health. So that is, yeah. that is so great. So I, I appreciate you sharing that because I think we sometimes gloss over, oh, should we be talking about this to our kids? Should we not like, it is important. We, you know, communication is key and being open with your kids about everything, I think is a, is a great way to make sure that they're successful in life. So thank you. Yeah. Before I let you go, is there anything else you want to tell my audience about your great company? Obviously growing up prebiotics is great. Like again, tasteless and textureless. Kids will love it. Parents will feel yeah. better with all the different, you know, nutrients coming from it. But is there anything else you'd like to share with my audience? You know, I'll just close with the importance of the gut microbiome and how parents can really be more open to uh, really investing in the early development of the gut microbiome. And similar to the way that we talk about brain health and understanding how kids develop their brain is that we know that the brain really develops within the first three years of life. And so it is so important that the kids receive the proper nutrients to develop the brain. For example, we know that fats are very good for brain development early on. And if you do not receive the right nutrition for your brain within the first three years of life, it's too late. You can't go back. And that is so important. And so when we apply that to the gut microbiome, more and more research is indicating that our gut microbiomes are developed within the first eight years of life. That is the most critical point. And so, you know, we can make adjustments around the margin, but that was the key time to develop what we call the gut print for life. And so that is the important time to really be auditing, really be intentional about how you're feeding, developing and growing and nourishing the gut microbiome. And that includes everything that goes in their mouth. So uh, I guess the parting wisdom and advice is like, make sure that they are getting those key nutrients and, and really focus on uh, developing a robust gut um, because we do believe that gut health is uh, the precursor to great lifelong health. Love it. Yeah. Again, like if you're building a house, you want a strong foundation so it can keep on building and, you know, growing that house to where it can be, as opposed to like when you get, you know, when you're a kid, 
you want to make sure, especially a toddler one and up, you want to make sure you're building that foundation in all facets and obviously begin health and your uh, growing up prebiotics is a great way to build a great foundation. So Madeline, I, I applaud you and your team for what you're doing. Thank you for looking to take care of the youth and looking, you know, take care of the future generations. Uh, cause I think we definitely need to, this is something that we shouldn't gloss over or glaze over, but, um, again, appreciate the support over here at Art of Father. And I hope people will purchase your products and just learn more going to beginhealth.com and how they can make sure that they're setting up their kids for a great foundation in life. But thank you again. And I wish you uh, continued success. Great. Thank you so much and take care. Thank you. Thanks for checking out this week's edition of the Art of Fatherhood podcast. Please rate, subscribe, and review wherever you listen to podcasts. And also go to artoffatherhood.net. You can have a chance to check out some great articles like the weekly Dad's Doing It Right column, the Collector of the Week, and many more. Plus, you have a chance to win some very cool prizes like video games, collectibles, all that good stuff. Go to artoffatherhood.net. And please make sure you rate, subscribe, and review wherever you listen to podcasts because I'll greatly appreciate it to get the word out on the Art of Fatherhood podcast. Thank you so much. Thanks for listening to the Art of Fatherhood podcast. Leave a review wherever you listen to podcasts and go to artoffatherhood.net.